0: Studios. This is After 9 with Scott and Kat. Hey now. Hello. How are you? Uh, great, great,
1: great. Uh, we have a lot to get to in this episode, everybody. So first off, thank you for downloading After 9. There's a lot of podcasts out there, and the fact that you're listening to this one means a lot to us. If you uh, are so inclined, hit that subscribe button so you get future episodes. Kat, yesterday the Speaker of the House of Commons, Anthony Rhoda, reiterated his profound regret as he resigned. After inviting a Nazi to the House of Commons and then gave him a standing
0: ovation. (laughs) I mean, we figured that was going to be the case. While we recorded the pod yesterday, we hadn't heard yet. But uh, I wasn't surprised when I saw that headline and I snickered a little bit like, yeah. He had to go. He had to. He had to do it. It was just a matter of time. And maybe he just had to build himself up to to give the speech or whatever. Did he cry? Like, I didn't see it. He didn't cry, but you could tell he was sad. Sure. So
1: I really don't know how I feel about this because there's he has certainly fallen on the sword. He said, I invited him. He's from my riding. I didn't uh, have the prime minister's office vet him. I was the one who made my own decision to recognize him Mm -hmm. in the house of commons. It seems like this is all his fault, but I'm still hearing from a lot of people who say nobody gets into a situation like that, especially during a state visit without being vetted by the Prime Minister's office. And the Prime Minister has skipped question period twice this week, so he hasn't even come out and apologized on behalf of Canada to the rest of the world for putting a goddamn Nazi in the House of Commons and then giving him a standing ovation. Mm -hmm. So today will be an interesting one for the Prime Minister. I don't know if he's going to apologize, but that's what a lot of people want from him. And I don't know if he's going to answer the... Pretty common sense suggestion that there's no way anybody was in there without your office checking them. And I don't mean the security check just to make sure that they're not a an actual terrorist. Although at this point, anything could happen. Sure. That'll be the next one. We'll have somebody from the fucking Taliban up there in the, the House oh, of geez. Commons. Uh, in any case, <laughs> they vet them for security, but not necessarily for background. And frankly, I don't understand why. So maybe we'll get some clarification on that. And another one that's kind of, uh, it's a rumor that I heard on the weekend. That's getting louder and louder and louder. An Indian diplomat claims that part of the reason for the delay in Trudeau and the media getting back from the G20 in India a couple weeks ago is because there was cocaine found on the prime minister's plane.
0: And who did that belong to, if that's true?
1: Well, I don't think it belonged to David Akin from Global, and I don't think it belonged to uh, uh, whoever at CTV or whatever at CBC. Retro. Staffer or... Was it Justin himself
0: whose cocaine was now, on the plane? I don't know if you, okay, look, let's just, let's just say someone's obviously someone's do cocaine there, but if you're Justin Trudeau, like, I mean, I think that's a pretty outrageous claim to make. Cause this guy could sneakily get away with anything. He wouldn't leave cocaine on a plane. Or would you be that high and dumb that you would? I mean, I don't know what the, I don't know where the answer lies, but I'm just saying like, come on, there'd be ways that you'd be able to figure that out. Traveling to and from places on the ground. But I, I don't believe it's his. I don't believe it. I think some people will want to believe it is. Do you think it's possible someone planted it? Uh, I don't think anybody planted it. I I mean- It's a dangerous thing to plant, right? Like sure. to, you could get caught so easily. It's
1: also a flight full of uh, diplomats, including a head of state, more or less. Right. Trudeau is not our head of state, but he is our prime minister and he was the top one in charge there. So I, uh, I don't think that anyone would try and plant it on the prime minister of a G7 country. However, he's very used to flying around and he doesn't have to go through the same protocols that you or I do when we go through an airport. So is it possible that maybe it's his? Well, I'm not going to say one way or the other. But one thing I will say is before you form a judgment on this, Mm -hmm. he's an adult. And if he wants to waste his money on cocaine, let the guy waste his money on cocaine as long as he's not completely fucked up to the point where he can't run the country. But he has to have some downtime. He's got some time that he can hang out. So if he wants to do a couple of lines or whatever, fuck, let him do it. As long as as really? as long as somebody is in charge. You can't tell somebody that, oh, hey, you were elected prime minister of a country. Great. You have to be 100% perfectly behaved from now on. Obama, I, was, I think Obama you, was smoking weed at the White House. That's debatable. Uh, are we putting debatable. that
0: on the same field, though? Like, I understand that weed would have been perhaps illegal, I suppose, when you're talking about that. But... It, I don't, I don't equate that to being the same thing. I really don't. It's a different level for wow. me. So I don't think it's appropriate. I, I think that it would be a problem if it was now, listen, we're just going on if it was him. So guys, we know it's not the case. Cause before we get yelled at by people like you guys are claiming that he did, no one's claiming anything. We're just saying if that was the case, if like a current leader in charge was doing cocaine, I mean,
1: I think and- Biden's on Coke all the time.
0: No, I think he's just losing his mind a little bit. He's also old. He's
1: losing his mind, too. It happens. But, I mean, his son is obviously right into it. And, frankly, I think Biden's probably been around it for a very long time. If he's dropping a line every now and again, too, hey, whatever. I mean, he's the president. As long as somebody competent is in charge, that's the only thing. Hey, if you're a surgeon... You have every right to do some coke, but not when you're on call. Because if you get, <laughs> if you get called in, no. you've got to have your your faculties about you. I would
0: not want it, I wouldn't want anyone doing surgery on me that had cocaine recently. Really? Uh, r- why are you saying it like it's normal? Because like, they'd probably be incredibly
1: pay atten- they'd probably pay incredible attention to detail oh, and be highly no. motivated.
0: Oh, absolutely not. Like even if I found out they did it the week before, I'd be fucking devastated. No. I don't, is it just me? Am I sensitive? Did I grow up? I didn't grow up around that shit. Like, so for me, that's a big fucking deal.
1: I've never tried it. Personally. I've never done it.
0: Never been around it. N- not, no, not interested in it. And if someone, but again, like if someone, I don't know why you would fuck your position up that, that much. That's what I'm trying to get at is why you would go so far and get to the point where you are the leader of an, a, a nation, a province, hell, even a leader of a city and, and just tempt fucking it up by snorting coke. I don't understand it personally. I will never will.
1: We do let our world leaders and there's no requirements at all about their drinking. We could have Trudeau getting shit faced, drinking a 40 of scotch every night. Nobody would say anything or care, even though that would greatly impair your ability to lead a country. So if he decides to do a little something different, fine. I, I tend to think that there probably is some truth to these rumors, and and we'll never find out the truth because it'll always get denied on this end. They're not going to say, yeah, sure, he did a little cocoa. What's the big deal? They're not going to say that. I tend to think there probably is some truth to it, but as long as he did it responsibly and, and other people were around to make sure that he didn't, I don't know, prank call Biden or press the nuke button or something like that, fine, whatever. I just kind of wish we would get to know the truth because I feel like shit like this goes on all the time. Do you think so? And there's no... Well, they can get away with it. If Trudeau flies from here to Costa Rica, he's not going through customs. Nobody's checking his plane unless he allows them to or for it's a specific reason. He can get away with it. If he wants to take stuff with him, let him take stuff with him. Or people will go and get it for him. That's also a possibility. Maybe he found some really good Indian Coke and he was bringing it back.
0: <laughs> Indian <laughs> The Indian
1: Coke's the best kind. Uh, Okay, so we've got uh, possibly cocaine on a plane. We've got the Speaker of the House now stepping down. I think I read that was the first time in 66 years the Speaker mm. has quit mid-session. So now they've got to elect a new Speaker. Today, I'm going to be watching for what comes down at 1 p.m. Metrolinx is going to, at 1 give us an update on the Eglinton Crosstown LRT. Remember the one that was supposed to be finished being built 10 years ago? Yes. And they've ripped up the entire north end of Toronto to try and put it in, and it's still not running? Yes. And when we asked them, well, when will it be running? Nobody knew. We've now lost a cabinet minister in Carolyn Mulrooney, who was in charge, and now she's not even in charge of it anymore. I don't know what the new person thinks of it or if they're even up to speed, but apparently today they will not give us a date, but they will give us... A date range. Okay. What the fuck are we doing here?
0: What's it? What, what how range, serious- of how, range of how many days?
1: Yeah, like like <laughs> in November to march yeah, it'll be open. Sound.
0: Yeah, just
1: get it going. What the hell?
0: No other country
1: on earth has this kind of problems building shit. No other country in the world will hire somebody for more than market value. Give them the contract to do it. Let them go years without doing a, th- a single thing. And then end up getting sued by that company because we told them we wanted to hurry up and get it done. No other country on earth would this happen in. It is complete incompetence. If that fucking train is not running by Christmas, we all have a right to riot as far as I'm concerned. Because it was a colossal waste of money. I'm kidding. Don't actually riot because apparently they try and link people to those sort of things. I'm not an organizer. It was just a figure mm. of speech. Uh, something cool happening with the Maple Leafs tonight. Playing a game in southwestern Ontario. Indeed. It'll be a sold-out crowd tonight at the Joe Thornton Arena in St. Thomas, Ontario that can't hold more than 2 300 people. That's
0: a cool part though. You get so up and you get to be like up close and personal and that's the whole point of this Craft Hockeyville that they've had for how many years now? They've had it for a long time. That's the whole point is you get to be up close and personal with some of your favorite players. A and B, let's not forget the fact that the cost of going to a game is extremely high. So this is also an opportunity for families who are lucky enough to get tickets because as you mentioned, there's not a lot of seats. But if you're lucky enough even to be outside of that arena, that's a cool moment for a lot of people and I think it's a big deal. Uh, And I'm like, I like that they do it. It was West Lorne, Ontario that I believe won. And that's the closest arena to them or the closest one that's big enough.
1: Yeah. The one that they have in West Lorne is not even close to able to hold NHL players. So they had to move it to St. Thomas. That's good. And it's the Joe Thornton arena. That's really good. I like that a lot. Former Maple Leaf. Do you think the Leafs though, and the Buffalo Sabres, I wonder if they actually like when they have to play in the Kraft Hockeyville game. And I'll tell you why. These guys have worked probably since they were five years old to get better at hockey. They've made it to the pros. They're living the life as adults that get paid professionally to play a game. They did a lot of years of shitty, dirty, dingy, stinky hockey dressing rooms. Mm -hmm. Now they're at the Holy Grail. When you walk into the Leafs dressing it room. It doesn't
0: even stink. It's so great. It's great, right? <laughs> and it's
1: beautifully decorated with state-of-the-art technology and it's great. But when these guys play in St. Thomas or when they play in God knows whatever Newfoundland or wherever they do the Kraft Hockeyville game that year, they're just going into the same regular dressing rooms, change rooms that your kids might play in if they play Might Hockey.
0: Yeah, I think they it's do. crowded
1: and cramped yeah. and it stinks and everything. Oh,
0: I think they love it. I think that something like that, it, it kind of humbles you. And I, a, a lot of hockey players, maybe they're known for being uh, gritty and maybe people don't realize, but they're sensitive people. And bring it kind of takes them back to that moment. Not just that, but seeing the kids in that arena. They all started in an arena somewhere just like that. I think it's humbling to kind of bring you back to your roots a little bit. So I think that they actually probably enjoy it. And if not, it should be a good wake-up call to some of them who are probably living in some lavish mansion somewhere with a million cars and living the good life to kind of go back and be like, wow, like I've come far. Look look how far I've come. What can I do to help the next generation of players? And I think that events like this do help that.
1: Interesting. Okay. That'd be like if you and I went back down to basics and they just put two CD players and a a regular handheld microphone in front of us.
0: I never, ever did radio with CDs. I want to make that perfectly
1: <laughs> really? Never. Did you ever? Uh, it was
0: automated by the time I started.
1: Oh, so it was all computers? Yeah. So you've probably never recorded a caller on a reel to reel?
0: I never. Really? Never? Nope.
1: Nope. Kay. Nope. I'll just do a little geeky old school radio thing. If you, Maybe you used to listen to me back in the 90s. Uh, I was on at night. And when I would take callers, we didn't have a computer to record the callers. We were playing music off of CDs and a reel to reel to record the call. So people would call in and I'd press the play and record button at the same time. That's how it worked back then. Oh my
0: God, like an actual stereo.
1: Yep. (laughs) I had to press press play and record at the same time and I would record me talking to the caller. I had to press stop. And then of course there was a big click because it was a mechanical device stopping. Wow. And then if the caller said something wrong, if I screwed up and did something wrong, I had to rewind the reel to reel, both ends. The pickup and then and the, the wind down. I had to wind the whole thing back, find the part where they started to screw up and actually cut the tape, go to the part where they ended the screw up and cut it again, and then tape with actual tape, tape together, the reel.
0: That sounds like it take, took forever.
1: I had it down to, I could probably cut, make two or three edits to one call in about three minutes. I think that's the fastest I could ever do it, but... It was a real art, though. It was really fun. I used to like doing radio like that. And shout out to anybody who's been listening to me since the 90s. (laughs) I played uh, golf yesterday up in Barrie.
0: Yeah, how was that?
1: It was good. I was at a course called Bear Creek, and it was for the annual Christmas cheer event that happens in Barrie in Simcoe County. I played with Dave. Dave will probably tell you about it on Friday, because he has different takeaways from when him and I golf than I do. But I almost hit a hole in one. It's the closest really? The closest I've ever come. We measured it. I was the width of the putter away from the hole. About two oh, and a shit. half inches. Two and a half inches from the hole. You know what I want? would you win? A fifty dollar gift card to the Georgian mall.
0: <laughs> 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 you could get a whole shirt. If you wanted to. No, that's, uh, Hey, that's good. Did you take pictures of it and stuff? So many pictures. Yeah. Did you? Okay. Cool. Cool. Cool.
1: I don't yeah. know if I'll ever hit a hole in one. It's on my bucket list. I don't know if I ever will, but even if I never do, yesterday was the closest hey. I've come because there was a couple of different groups on the tee deck watching me hit it. Cause it was so backed up and, and everybody was cheering. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's going in. And it stopped two and a half inches short of the hole, but it was close. It was a good moment. Oh, that's good. Let's yeah. talk about, uh, Travis Kelsey and Taylor oh. Swift for a second here. We we promised on our radio shows today we would talk about this because it bugs me. What's going on here?
0: Okay, so Travis Kelsey is, first of all, he's blowing up everywhere, right? We talked about his jersey sales yesterday, I think, up 400%. Google searches for Travis Kelsey up 650% or something stupid. Uh, people are buying merch and all these things. They're, they're buying into Travis Kelsey, and yes, it's the Taylor Swift effect. Now, we all know if you're a true football fan, this is pissing you off, Because you think that Taylor Swift is making Travis Kelsey a thing, and you knew Travis Kelsey was already a thing. Travis Kelsey also has a dating history. You may or may not know. I didn't know this. He actually had a dating reality series.
1: When was this on? Because I was wondering where this guy came from. Like I said, after... I didn't really know much about him because I don't really like the Kansas City Chiefs. So I only really got to know this guy from the Super Bowl and from when he hosted Saturday Night Live. And I thought that was really random that he hosted it, but he's got television experience.
0: He has he's a he's a very Hollywood friendly guy, right? He he just is. He's got a lot of connections. And so yes, he's done SNL and he's done all kinds of things and he had a reality series called Catching Kelsey. And it was in 2016 and it was to date. It was to date Travis Kelsey. So now the winner of that reality series, if you will, her name is Maya. Maya is now speaking out and warning Taylor Swift. Here's the line, guys. You've heard it before. Once a cheater, always a cheater. She says he cheated. Uh, moving on very quickly as well to sports broadcaster, Kayla Nicole. Now, Kayla Nicole and Travis Kelsey, they did date. There's lots of Instagram proof. I think she might even still have some old stuff up from, from years, a couple years back. I think they they dated. Nonetheless, she's accusing him of cheating on her with Kayla. She says in a Daily Mail interview, Taylor seems like such a fun girl with a beautiful spirit, so I wish her the best of luck, but I wouldn't be a girl's girl if I didn't advise her to be smart. I'm sure by now she has mastered the ability to see who is really there for her and who is just using her. Uh, But she said she just wanted it to be on record that Travis Kelsey is not good for a relationship.
1: As a girl, how do you feel about I wouldn't be a girl's girl unless I went and ruined my ex's relationship?
0: I mean, I think in this particular case, you think back to the fact that this was a dating reality series. And that does come with a certain person who would even be involved in that. Sure. Sometimes they're a touch attention seeking. So my first thought was, is this just her way to get her name out there to add Instagram followers? It's possible. Yep. And she has, by the way. Sure, it's probably grown so a ton because nobody
1: nobody'd ever heard of her before this. If
0: that's the goal, and her, and her goal is to get, maybe get a few more endorsement deals based on her Instagram status being Instagram uh, celebrity of sorts, fine, whatever. But there could also be truth to it. And so let's say there is. Okay, So let's say she's picked for the stating show and Travis Kelsey did indeed cheat on her and then they broke up. The question is, is it appropriate to throw that shit out there. Obviously, no. obviously this did, I mean, well, let's just hear this all out. So no, this did, <laughs> this did not end well, obviously. Um, she's either still upset about it. Or like I said, I think it's more of the angle of, I'm just going to say that. Cause I know it's going to make headlines. And here we are talking about it. Uh-huh. And then my, my worth in her mind, my worth goes up. Right. Um, but here's the thing is that I think, first of all, Taylor is savvy. What she says is true. Taylor can absolutely figure out who's there for the right reasons and the wrong reasons. And I have a feeling that she can probably figure it out pretty quickly just based on her past relationships and what she's been through. By now, if Taylor hasn't figured that fucking shit out, there's a problem. Right. Because there's been a lot of guys that have done a lot of dirty, Jake Gyllenhaal, John Mayer uh, included. So she knows what- What about Harry Styles? Was he a piece of shit or- (laughs) Uh, I don't, I don't think was he was profi- I don't know if he was. Um, I don't know if he was. And I, uh, I'm starting to question Joe Jonas a little more than I used to because of the whole surf Sophie Turner thing. But anyway, conversation for another I'd love day to
1: hear your theory. You don't even have to tell me in the pod. I just want to hear it off air. Uh,
0: I'll tell you, I'll tell you, but Taylor hearing this, no doubt about it. This will raise some flags for her. They're not even official yet. So keep that in mind. Like they're talking, they're seeing each other. We mentioned this on the pod. They're going to be busy. They're going to be busy really soon. They're not going to see each other as much as right now up until a few weeks from now or even a couple of weeks from now whenever she starts back, maybe she rehearses again like a week or two before she starts going back on tour. But she's going on tour and she's going to be gone for a long time. So I don't even know if this is going to be a thing. But if it was, it, it will still make her question some things. I have no doubt in my mind. Because if there's anything icky or dirty and I will give her X, a little mention there. She was dating an actor, Joe Aldwin. People may know. Joe Aldwin went out of his way to, well, it was dug up actually. Some pretty shitty, shady, racist uh, things in the past. The second it was brought up, what happened? Taylor dumped Joe. Next thing you know, one of the people that he kind of shaded, Ice Spice, was on her track. And she never has collabs with anyone. But Ice Spice is on it. So Taylor pays attention to this shit. She really does. So she'll look into it on her own and her connections will probably find answers for her very quickly. So I'd imagine from here on out, either we're going to hear that they just stopped talking to each other. It didn't work out if this is all true, or maybe she'll look at it and go, okay, well that happened to you. It doesn't mean it's going to happen to me. People have different thoughts on it, but there are people, Scott, who truly believe once a cheater, always a cheater. And so they avoid any of that drama.
1: Sure. I understand that. Yeah. Listen, I mean, especially anyone who's ever been cheated on. You have a unique connection to that situation. And if somebody comes along and you know that they've cheated on someone else in the past, it can bring up other those feelings for you. You might think, "Oh, because they've cheated, they're more likely to cheat." I don't know if we've even got numbers on that. Is there any science that backs up once a cheater always a cheater?
0: I think it's just hearsay. I don't I don't know. I could I could definitely look it up in the meantime.
1: I'm curious about that. I um what I don't like here is The fact that she said anything at all. She dated him. Didn't work out. She clearly had a bad experience. Those two individuals did not work well together. And allegedly, he cheated. So she says. It's none of her fucking business. Why is she coming out now to try and warn Taylor Swift, who she can fully admit is perfectly capable of looking out for herself and has probably done her due diligence if she's even interested? This whole... Oh, my ex is dating somebody. I've got to warn the other person what a prick that person is. No, you don't. You can mind your own business. If it's a family member, maybe you want to tell them. If it's a close friend, maybe you want to tell them. But it's a really weird fucking thing to want to go out and find, track down a perfect stranger to ruin their day and ruin potentially a great relationship because you're still pissed off. I don't understand why anybody does that. Are you being a girl's girl because you warn a complete stranger that the person they're dating had an affair with them back in the day? I don't know if you're really accomplishing anything because every relationship is different. And I'm not making excuses here for cheaters at all. But I will say it that— Sounds
0: like you're— ma- No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but
1: I would say, though, maybe this— Maybe there is a reason— it didn't work out. Maybe there was a reason that he didn't dump her before he moved on or that he moved on as mm-hmm. quickly as he did after her. Either way, she sounds like a total fucking idiot and I'm, I wouldn't want to date her either. If this is her thing, like I must warn people, like goddamn Paul Revere. No, how about you shut up and mind your own business? It has nothing to do with you. Your ex's current relationship.
0: Yeah, again, I, I do think- Was for, that
1: emphatic enough? For you her, think?
0: well, for her and I, I, and especially in this particular case, it's again, it's a certain individual that even goes on one of these shows. So I think we know what her actual goal was here. Her goal wasn't to try to warn Taylor, like, look, girl, be careful because she can figure shit out for herself. But then on a non-celebrity level to this, if someone reached out, you know, and, and let you know, like, I might know something, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I hear you. If it's a family member that hits differently, right? If you're someone's like, look, they seem shady. Something happened. You listen to that. Best friend even. Yeah. When it comes to an ex, you at least have a conversation though. You can't say that you wouldn't have a conversation if an ex of your, I don't even want to bring your current girlfriend into this because she's a sweetheart, but let's say you're dating someone, just make it up random. And then that, an ex of that person comes at you in your DMS and says, and I'm sure this happens. This probably happens all the time. All the time. I think. Uh, just so you know, she or he's a big bag of shit, cheated, and they're such a piece of shit, and good luck with that. Does that change anything for you, even in the back of your mind?
1: You know, I think that I'll draw a difference between safety and just general interest. If if you find out that your ex, who was a, an abusive individual and had a lot of run-ins with the police, maybe abuses illicit drugs, like whatever your backstory is, if you're truly worried about their current partner and their safety, maybe there's a reason there to reach out and, and do the, hey, I know this is random, but the guy you're dating, I used to date him and here's why I'm not dating him anymore and you might just want to be careful. Uh, don't be alone with him after midnight or don't be around him when he's been using drugs or drinking alcohol because they turn abusive. Like that's a safety situation and probably a decent reminder. But if your whole goal is just to sabotage your ex and possibly ruin a good relationship that that person is in now, just out of spite, that's where I have a problem with coming out of the woodwork to try and track down a complete stranger. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm crazy on this. Let's get a third opinion. Octavia, producer of the Scott and Cat shows in the studio. Octavia, here's the situation. The person that you are dating, you guys, it doesn't work out and they move on. Do you ever see yourself being in a situation where you might want to look up their new partner, and warn them about what a shithead he was when he was with you?
0: Not unless they specifically asked for my opinion. That would be the only thing I could see. Otherwise, that's not my business.
1: That's what I thought, too. I I don't know if I'm crazy on this one or... I, I, I don't know. I mean, I've had a lot of relationships that didn't work out. I, I'd like to think that I ended everything amicably, but I, I maybe in some scenarios mm. I didn't. To think that that person is still running around waiting to drop a bomb... That just seems crazy. And
0: not just me, for anybody, yeah. woman or man. Yeah. People love, some people love drama though. They love it. But why? Mind your own fucking uh, you, business. You know, it's a great question. It's a question that's been around for a long time. I'll never understand it either, but people love to butt their nose into other things or think that they know something that people don't. Uh, yeah, nonetheless. You know what this is reminding me of too, as we have this conversation, we've talked about these before you know, those cheater groups on Facebook where you can just like post a photo of anybody. I have a real problem with that. Me too. But those, those groups that are just like, Hey, here's a guy that I started dating. Has he fucked around with any of you? Or is there anything I need to know about this person, you know, or sometimes it is a story like, Hey, this person hit on me. And apparently they have a girlfriend just putting it out there. It's, it's kind of remind it's giving me those vibes, right? Yes.
1: Yeah. There's uh, there's three sides to every story. That's the old expression, right? His side, her side and the truth. I don't know that I would just take the word of some scorned ex on Facebook that the person I'm dating now is no good for me. Mm -hmm. You know, these certain things you need to figure out. And like I said at the beginning of this little segment in the pod, every relationship is different. I could have a horrible relationship with someone that would not be repeated in a relationship with someone else. Mm -hmm. And it's just because certain people don't get along together, just don't have the right chemistry, the right timing, wrong time in their life or yours. For whatever reason, it doesn't work out. Just because it didn't work out for you doesn't mean you've got to warn the whole fucking world about this person. You just had a bad experience. Well said. Thank you. Um, Have you ever lied to save someone? not? (laughs) Actually, the the answer's probably no. Like, in case you're wondering, Kat's probably the most honest person I know. However, have you ever lied and told somebody something they cooked was good when you knew it was bad just so you didn't hurt their feelings?
0: Um. Kind of, kind of. I I try to go out of my way to tell people in advance if I know I don't like something. And pumpkin pie is a good example of this. Every year around Thanksgiving, if I go to somewhere else, someone else's home, right away they get all excited about their pumpkin pie. They made it, so oh fuck, it's gotta be good. I, I let them know in advance. I don't like. I don't like apple pie. I don't like pumpkin pie. I'm just not a pie person. Are you more of a cream maybe, pie person, or what do you maybe, what kind of pie do? You blueberries, like? maybe the only one that I could stomach. Oh, but even fine. then, but even then, it's not my first choice, man. Like I'd rather just have like give me a bite of a Kit Kat bar, and I'm way more satisfied than any pie. Like really? I just not really that into warm fruits. I think I'll put it that way. Well when you put it when that way. Warm up, I mean, like I don't nuke an apple, so why the fuck do I want to eat an entire pie full of them? Like it's I just not the don't, same thing. It's totally the same in my to my taste buds. It's the same and I don't care if it's your no-nos recipe or your great aunt Glinda. Pass this down. I don't give a shit. I probably won't like it. But I like to make those things clear because like you said, I don't like lying. I don't like sitting <laughs> chewing. It's something I don't want to chew. It's awkward and weird. Um, but of course, I've been in those scenarios before. I'll give you a good example. My, <laughs> if he ever listens to this, he's going to find out. But my, um, my husband's uncle, great man. He and I have a love for charcuterie, you know, all on the same level. We both love it. So when we go over there, it's always either a new wine we're trying Or new cheese or something along, a dip, something along those lines, right? Right, right, right. He got really fucking stoked because he bought this cheese. I was like, oh, cool. I like most cheeses, blue cheese, no. But everything else, I'm like, I'll give it a try. And he whips this cheese out and he gives me a big slice like, try that. Have you ever had a cheese with ash on it?
1: Like- like,
0: cigarette ash or, like, wood ash? I don't even know what kind of ash this... It tasted like it could have been cigarette ash. It was that bad. Really? And they coat the whole thing with ash. Oh. And it was awful to the point where I actually spit it out in my napkin and had to hide it, like, underneath my plate because I I felt so bad because he was so excited. And he told me as I'm trying to eat it, cause I'm thinking I should just tell him I don't like it. He's like, yeah, the cheese is like $75 for, you know, a little bit like, Oh fuck. Well now I feel like I have to eat it. Cause you spent an outrageous amount of money on cheese.
1: Did they not have a dog or
0: yeah. <laughs> honestly that <laughs> I could have fed it to not there at the time. But so I've been there before. I'm just like, yeah, But then I got to be, you got to be careful with those things too, because then they want to feed you more, right? Oh, you liked it. It's disappeared. Like, no, it disappeared because they shoved it underneath your table. And I'm
1: going to pack up some more (laughs) for you to take home.
0: (laughs) Anyway, I can think of that as one example of probably a couple times in my life where I've just lied and said that I like something that I didn't. Mm -hmm. And try to be sensitive about it, especially if someone makes something, you don't want to be rude. But that's why I'm usually upfront. Like, I don't usually like these things, but I'll try a bit. That's what I go with.
1: I've got a buddy who hunts. And he always eats what he catches, oh. so good on him, but sometimes he catches some pretty bad shit. Yeah. And we ate deer once.
0: Yeah, I've had that. And
1: he was so fucking pumped, like, hey, come on over, I've got the, I don't know, I've got this part of it on the rotisserie, and I'm smoking this part of it, and we're going to eat, like, the the deer's asshole, it'll be great, come <laughs> on over. <laughs> and I actually don't mind gamey food, like, I, really? lo- I love bison, I think it's just great. But for whatever reason, Bambi over there that he hauled out of the forest, like, it wasn't even that far. It was, like, Owen Sound.
0: (laughs) The Owen Sound
1: deer hit different. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I just got a bad batch. Like, there's a difference between Ontario and New Zealand lamb. Maybe Owen Sound lamb is just shit, but it was terrible. And I felt bad because he was so proud of it. And not only did he cook it, like, all fucking day— he actually drove three hours, shot it, put it in the back of his truck and drove oh, it home and cut it up.
0: Well, that's maybe it. You got some, you got a waft of some shitty winds on the way. I
1: don't know, but oh my God, yeah, it was terrible.
0: Not good. And it,
1: he was cooked perfectly. Oh, he did such a great job, but I don't think there's enough butter, salt, ketchup, whatever yeah. to, in the world to make that taste any better than it did. But I had to tell him, you know what? It's pretty good. Good job. Good for you. And I'm thinking, please God, tell me there's no more. And then I realize he's got the whole carcass in the back oh, in his garage. Fuck, gross. don't send any home with me. It's terrible. Seventy percent so <laughs> of people admit they have pretended to enjoy a meal just to avoid hurting someone's feelings. Sure. Yeah. Now, misjudge on honesty, is that an okay time to tell a lie?
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, especially when I can picture people being at a table filled with a bunch of people they're not usually at a table with. Though it's not your family, it's a new person in your life's family. You go to a friend's house, or it's your partner, or whatever the fact, whatever the case is. In that case, you probably do because there's some people who truly do take it personally. So in that case, I think it's okay, but you can try to like give a little bit of truth. You don't have to exaggerate. Like that was the best thing I've ever ate. Don't do that because then you're stuck. Once you say it's the best thing ever, and then the next time you're barely eating it, and then eventually you have to confess, like I don't like this. It's kind of awkward. So you could say, you know, this pre- I'm usually not. This is why this is what I always do. Again, it's more like a, you know, I usually don't like it at all, but it's a, it's pretty good. So yeah, like I I kind of set the stage of like I fucking hate this stuff usually, but yours was good. If if I ate any ever, it would be yours, but I don't fucking like that.
1: What if it wasn't cooked properly? Would you oh. say something, or do you just pretend again?
0: If it's like chicken, I'm saying something because I don't want to get sick.
1: Former legendary radio personality, Punch Andrews. Back in the day, Punch was great. Unfortunately, he's passed on. Um, But I was at his place once and he was barbecuing like veal or lamb or something like that. Cat, I swear to God, he just sort of like waved it over the flame and put it on the plate. He couldn't have had it on the grill for more than two, three minutes. It It was barely warm. It was still fucking bleeding on my plate. He's like, don't you love it? And he was eating it. And there was like red streaks coming down his chin. Oh, no. And I didn't have the heart to tell him, dude, you should cook it before we eat it. Aww. So I waited until he went back in and I threw mine back on the barbecue while he was inside. Did you? Yeah, I had a perfect medium oh, rare. I don't know what you. the fuck he was eating, but it was not good. Uh, rest in peace, Punch. I Aww. miss you. We got to go, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of After 9. We will have another brand new episode for you tomorrow. I'm going to the Jays game tonight.
0: Go, Jays go. That's excellent. What brings you, what makes you go to the Jays game? You bought tickets on a whim or what's up? Free tickets. Oh, free tickets are the best kinds of tickets. Hey, people who
1: have tickets and can't use them and offer them to family and friends are the best kind of people. I love that. So I'm going to the Jays game tonight. Jays, Yanks, go, Jays, go. I think, what is it? The Jays need two wins. The Yankees are already out, so it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. I think the Jays need to win three of their next five games or is it two of their next five games or maybe it's one win and a texas i forget how it works anyway they're very very close to clinching a playoff spot
0: have you been since the renovations no
1: this is my first time there this year okay
0: so take a walk around and and let me know what you think are your seats okay Uh, mediocre
1: they're actually exceptional the only reason i'm going on a weeknight or a school night if you will is uh It's right beside the Jays dugout.
0: Okay, so you're good. So you're golden, but still do the walk and check out the new area, the standing room area. And you tell me that isn't worth a $20 admission. Like it's a good deal. I personally think. I ended up there, I had like 500 seats. So I ended up down at that level of just chilling and they actually have people coming to you getting food and drink ordered and stuff. So it's pr- it's pretty good. I really like what they've done there. There's a little bit more that's going to be done, of course, but what they've done so far is great.
1: Apparently the seats that I'm sitting in tonight won't even be there next season.
0: That's one of the ones they're ripping up. Got yeah, it. Yeah, they're going to.
1: I like that. And I don't know why we didn't do this in the first place, but they're going to turn and have all the seats aimed at center plate or at, at the plate. Yeah. Why didn't we do that in the first place? Yeah. You know, I know it was like it, state of the art when it was first built, but now we're finding all these things that we could have done.
0: I know. It's because when it was made to, when the when the Skydome, I, I suppose, right, was first made, it was for everything. It wasn't just for baseball. But now, like, we know that baseball, we're pretty good at baseball, turns out. And a lot of people like to go to the games. So the fact that it's designed for that, because you can move the stage around so quickly for the concerts and everything else that happens there. Yeah. Build it for baseball and then rework it for concerts, right? Makes sense. And
1: let's start using BMO Field a little more often, too, please. Once it gets that expansion for the World Cup, there's no reason we can't be doing more shows there. Have a great one, everybody. We'll catch you right back here tomorrow with another After 9. Bye.